And welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Coach, and I'm with our two fantasy experts, Thomas Pringle, Jake Briey, here in the 1201 Studios with yet another Fantasy Feelings episode. You guys having a pretty good week? I'm having a great week, Jacob. I'm actually really excited about uh, our new, we have a new setup now. We you know, do. About, I'm very excited how we record it. this. You know, I think it's going to sound a lot better, but this is what we do. We want to please our fans. You know, all, you know, all 10. All 15-ish? I mean, 10 of them, them and one was my mom, so. Well, I, one I, was my I mom. I really hope she's going to like it. I, I really hope our moms are going to like it. This should be a mom cast. My grandmother loves it. That's why I said, tell your grandmothers about it. You know, the tell grandmother, the grandmother audience is untapped. It's just, it's, it's, just true. it's a gold mine. If you, if you just tell a grandmother, Hey, look, listen to this really cool show. It's kind of like NPR, sort of similar to CNN, but like with sports and like, not like the other two things I just named. They're like, Oh my God, I love it. And then, you know, they'll love it. Right. So, uh, if you're going to be spreading word about our show, just let them know that, uh, or be prepared. Next few weeks, might start talking about knitting more often and stuff like that. Hard candies, true. Uh, not being able to find anything in your purse. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's 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 my every Tuesday. Anyway, Jake, you having a good week? Yeah, it's not too bad. Like Pringle did mention about the setup. You know, uh, we're I think it's Studio OBS that we're using now to help record. And you know, I I have a little bit of. Um, I have a past with that system. You know, it's what I used to record my backyard football world record runs. So you should definitely plug those because those are impressive. <laughs> you are a world record holder, Jake. I am. We are a podcast full of world record holders right now with our count at one. So y'all need to step up so we can get it to two, double that number. Just give me world record. I'll break it. I'm going to break your world record, Jake. <laughs> Just anyway. buy backyard football for the GameCube. GameCube's the OG goat. Anyway, we have a loaded show here tonight. Uh, I got a couple questions regarding a, a coach being fired, some different punishments to add to your league, uh, a couple different tweets that we've gotten throughout the week that we're going to talk about, and of course, everybody's favorite, starts and sits of the week. Roll it. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. So as you know, you can follow us on Twitter at 1201 Sports. You can send us in all your fantasy questions. And we even got another fantasy question this week. Jake, why don't you tell everybody about it? Yeah, so this one comes in to us from jbriet 18 Thanks for the question, bro. Um so it's he kind of goes he kinda, he kind of goes on a little rampage or like a little rant here. So he's he's trying to explain his methodology here. So it's a PPR league and he said he made a trade. So last week as we know Julio Jones and James Conner didn't play. So it's kind of a wash on that week. However, he wants to know who won the side of his trade. It's full PPR. He gave away Julio Jones to get James Conner. Now, he needed some help with running backs because he had one get hurt, or he was afraid one was getting hurt. And I think he had like four or five starting receivers already. So who do you think wins in that trade? You said it was Julio Jones and who else? James Conner. James Conner. So you gave up Julio for James Conner? No, Jay Bree at 18 did. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> right. Whoever that guy is. 
Um, don't, don't know him. He probably sucks at fantasy football. I mean, good God. So, I mean, he uh, gave up Julio Jones. Th- this is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the way Atlanta's offense has been running this year, I mean, Julio Jones, he's he should be an automatic play every week uh, just because he has that potential to go off because he's really the only bit of offense that's consistent. Uh, so he definitely is a play every week, in my opinion, in you know PPR or standard leagues. However, I definitely like James Conner better, but isn't he injured right now? He's banged up at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like the rest of the Steelers offense. I mean, I don't even think Mason Rudolph still knows where he's at. I mean, he tried to fight Miles Garrett. What an idiot. Yeah, so but, uh, uh, JBA... yeah, I, I, I think whoever got – is it a keeper league? It is, in fact. Probably two it is keepers, ke- I have to imagine. I mean that's the standard for most leagues. Um, well, some, some leagues do one for a little bit, then they change it for like a, for like a, for like a shakeup or something. Right, um, right, that's understandable. But then, like the very next year, they go back to the two people keeper league because um, that's normal. Um, I'd have to say that James Con, whoever got James Connor, uh, if that's Jay Brier or the other guy, I definitely think the James Connor guy won that. So. I'd have to go James Conner. How about you, Pringle? Yeah, so uh, JBRA18, wherever you are, thank you for listening. Thank you for sending our uh, tweet. Love to meet you one day. But, uh, you know, this, if you feel like you, if, if this, you know, if you feel like you needed a running back, then that's your justification right there. I mean, James Conner, when he plays, he's, if he's healthy, he's an RB1 to a high RB2. So if you really felt like you needed a running back for that playoff push, and you definitely do need running backs if you want to go far, I mean, I think that's a pretty, pretty even trade all around i mean if a guy needed julio and you wanted james connor then yeah i mean i i wouldn't complain about it you know you can't really you can't really like look too much into things like that saying oh well i mean just you know just don't you know don't second guess yourself don't second guess yourself so much you know jbr 18 just you know have more confidence in yourself man you know send me a dm and you know if you need you know when you talk about it that's cool too I'll go ahead and send him a tweet back just to tell him that if he ever wants to get in Mr. Pringle's neighborhood, you know, if he ever wants to feel better about himself and his confidence. My door is open. I actually have another tweet for us, guys. Oh, so wow. This one comes from us from at uh, T. Pringle Man, uh, whoever that is. Um, he says, uh, why don't you He sounds Pringle... like a swell guy. Yeah, I mean, he sounds pretty cool. Um, why, don't you let Pring... why don't you let Pringle Thomas uh, host a show one time, you know, see how it goes. You know, I definitely yeah, or not. To, I definitely we, have to we, we don't that. need to I think that's. I think it's a great idea, T. Pringle Man. You know, keep the questions coming. <laughs> you know what, T. T Pringle Man? I don't think that would ever work out. Um, I don't know. I don't think he just has that it factor yet. But we'll see. Maybe one day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, I'm not ever getting fired uh, from being the host of 12-1 Sports, but a coach that did get fired this week, Ron Rivera, coach of the Panthers, has uh, has finally been let go as for what has been just an awful, awful past couple seasons. You make it to the Super Bowl, what, two years ago? And thank you, Tucker. (laughs) <laughs> um, you made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, you were confirming that, weren't you, buddy? Yeah, I know. Two years, three years ago, you blew it. You get embarrassed. The only thing that's great for the Panthers in that scene is that video of Cam Newton falling backwards, needing life alert. That's like the only good thing that happened. You know, that happened for the Panthers in that. 
Uh, but other than that, I think it's kind of good. But what kind of fantasy impact does that have? Not much, really. Um, yeah, think about coaches. The NFL is that they have a shelf life. I mean, coaches are only good for you know a certain amount of time, and that's this is really with every coach. The Panthers had come to the point where they were always contending. They were all they could always been a contender every year. They always had that ability, but they never quite made it past that hump. They made it to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Broncos. And then they never, they've never reached that height again. And, you know, whenever it's time, and I, I looked into it, and the owner says that he made the decision because he thought it was time. And I can definitely understand that because you have a guy that, you know, he's winning. He's, you know, you didn't really have like a losing season or a down season. You know, you're consistently winning nine games. You're making the playoffs. But at some point, at some point, you have to say, you know, would things be different or could we get further if we didn't have this coach? And so I completely understand it. He's going to be, he's, I'm sure he's going to be back with some other team. I think, you know, I think he's a good coach. So, but that's my take on it. I mean, it's just, you know, coaches have a shelf life. That's, that's pretty much all it comes down to. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it has too much fantasy implications. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is still going to be a workhorse. He's going to get his. He's the only bit of offense in that offense. Or, I mean, well, DJ Moore's okay, but, uh, right, DJ Moore has. The, I still hate that I traded him to you in our dynasty league, but <laughs> <sighs> yeah, DJ Moore is a beast. He's coming on a lot so far, but you know, with Ron Rivera, the sad fact of it was, you know, he built that really strong defense when they made that run. I want to say around 2015. You know, that whole front seven was stacked with the guys: Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, and in the middle you had uh, Kwan Short, Starla Tulale. Mario Addison rushing off the edge. I mean, they had a lot of incredible defensive players, but as these guys have gotten older and as guys have moved on, I think I don't think they have Kwan Short or Latulale anymore. You know, as these guys have moved on, the defense has slowly gotten worse. Cam Newton's health has degenerated, and I mean, I guess it was finally time to pull the plug. You hate to see it for a talented coach like Ron Rivera, but you know, whenever all the all the pieces are just falling apart, it's almost just best to start from a start from scratch. Well, I mean, I think their big problem was taking away the veteran running back, James Stewart. I mean, you got to have a running and then butterball. They took away butterball, man. That was, <laughs> that was their problem. They left it up to Christian McCaffrey. Are you kidding me? You can't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Chris you know, McCaffrey. Bill Walsh, but. who's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He had a philosophy saying that I only want your best years. You know, you can be, you know, once you reach a certain age, you can go be, you know, good on another team. I want you to be, I want your years where you're going to be great. So that kind of relates back to Rivera. So maybe it's, it's just his time. I mean, it was just a time to make it just make some kind of change. But for a fantasy perspective, I find that it's really not – it's not so much about the, the head coach. It's more about the offensive coordinator or whoever's calling plays, essentially. So Matt Nagy, he's the head coach who calls his own plays. Andy Reid calls his own plays. So instead of focusing so much on the head coach, you should really just see who's calling plays and what's their philosophy – and that's really what's going to impact your fantasy team the most. Speaking of fantasy impacts, negative fantasy impacts, punishments that you can add to your league. I know we finally, finally got around to having a punishment in our league that people can uphold. So what do you think are some good punishments to add to your league as we kind of draw to an end of this fantasy football season? I know ours, and I would definitely encourage everybody to do it, if you like seeing a grown man cry, this is definitely the thing to do. Shout out to Grayson. Would you say beat him? 
Let's move on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Beat him with a kendo stick. Beat him with a yeah, exactly. lord. So what you want to do is take a car battery, hook that right up on, <laughs> you know, hook it right up on her nipples, and you know, that will teach him to be better at fantasy. You need to throw him in a pool before you do that, too. Get him all wet. Right, right. Um, but the real punishment that we have in our league, it's it's awful, and I hope I never have to do it. I know I've avoided it this year, thank God. But the Blazing Wings Challenge at Buffalo Wild Wings, that has to be the – I mean, I've tried the sauce before just to try it on a fry, and it's awful. It is absolutely it, – it has no flavor to it. And Grayson had to eat six wings? Six. Oh, six. Goodness. But what are some other good punishments that you can add to your league? So there's a podcast, another podcast I listen to um, for their league. You listen to other podcasts besides Twitter. What is your problem? Hey, I got, I got to <laughs> steal my takes from somewhere. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so what they do is that the loser, they have a wheel. They have this wheel. And the punishment is essentially that the loser gets a bunch of water pull, uh, poured on top of them. And the wheel, like, it adds different creative ways for you to do that. So... It's they spin the wheel, you know, twelve times for over how many players are in the league, and they get water dumped on top of them. So then, so then they the next draft they have to they have to draft their team soaking wet, which sounds miserable. It does not sound like it'd be a good time. But the idea, I think I floated this idea around that for our league, maybe we make the loser take a two minute ice bath, just in a tub of ice, and then get out. That'd they, have be to awful. Meet, they have to immediately draft their team soaking wet, freezing cold. That's probably that's a that's a bad punishment I can think of. That's awful. Hey, I don't want to do be that. Better, be better at fantasy. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we could like guarantee like T Kane to be the loser, I think that'd be okay. We should make I mean, he's doing it anyway. That that's it. <laughs> he's missed he's missed out on two shows this week. Being my co-host, if you're li- I know you're listening to T Kane, you're gonna get a nice bat soon. Jerk. Some of the fantasy punishments that I've seen circulating online that I really like. Uh, one we actually tried with Grayson before was the <laughs> calendar shoot. The photo shoot. Right. Just getting 12 just either risque or like just completely awkward pictures of this guy dressed up in lingerie or whatever we can get him in in some really just compromising positions, putting him in a calendar for sounds everyone like a, to just... Sounds like a fetish league. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we were having some dark times at the PC. <laughs> that is true. I mean, hey, well, I, I mean, it's 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 probably that time when Pringle slept in Tyler's bed without telling him and messed up his sheets. Oh, that wasn't a big deal, but you know, I you know, I remember going to the PC and uh, you know, there was you know, the girl to guy ratio was kind of a little uneven. So, yeah, I, I understand dark times. Big fact. Dark my times. favorite, my favorite punishment that I really wanted us to try, but everyone thought was lame, is. To get the loser to go take the ACT. That's awful. Exactly. Especially people, That's... Like, especially people like me that are stupid. <laughs> That's what makes it so funny. Like the ACT, like, so who who would pay for that? Like, would it be the person that lost or would it be everybody collectively that did not lose? Yeah, let's do the loser. Yeah, they're going to have to pay for it. God, too. that sucks. <laughs> Only bad probably... part about it. That's, that's, that's probably the, oh man, uh-uh. About, the only how... bad part about it is is that no one gets to enjoy it. It's not like we could stand in the window for the four hours while they're taking the test and just laugh at them, you know? God, can you... Jesus. <laughs> how about... Just buy like an SA, like ACT practice test or something and just make them take it in like a, like a 
just a solitary confinement room and have to listen like 10 hours straight of Rebecca Black singing Friday or something. That's That'd be awful. To torture. That's how they used to torture like Islamic terrorists. Just <laughs> Blair Rebecca Black. But how, how about how about this? So how about you take the loser and you, and you kill him? him. Okay, but uh, that, that, that's also, <laughs> that is also an idea. But um, take the loser. You set up like a little Tinder profile for them. But you get the lead control, like who they swipe on and who they message, and they and they the lead oh controls dictate yes. who they message. Or alternatively, <laughs> you go on Craigslist to the Craigslist personal section, and you set up a date with somebody through Craigslist. <laughs> That's awful. You... Wait, Pringle, why do you know you can do that? So let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Starts and sits. Let's go. <laughs> And you heard it here first. It's time for the so, starts wait, wait, and just, sits. Just, just a disclaimer. You know, I've what used... we... No, 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 no. You can't interrupt the intro. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can't. Well, no. Go ahead with what you're going to say. Go ahead. Disclaimer. I've sold stuff on Craigslist, like video games and stuff, like you do, a normal Craigslist user. And there are, you can see there are personal sections. I have not used them. I have not gotten, I have not gotten that desperate yet. You've, you've had a friend use them huh right it's my friend right kind of like at jr it's probably jr brie yeah actually, i actually heard it from jbrie 18 yeah it's probably <laughs> it's probably him and t pringle man doing that yeah we had a correspondence going we were talking about it <laughs> so can i move on to starts and sits now pringle i mean you've already ruined the intro so i can't really do a big fancy schnazzy intro but yeah are you go done? Ahead. i've already made myself look worse too so let's go let's, let's move on to starts and sits <laughs> Anyway, it is time for your starts and sits of the week, brought to you by your two fantasy experts and the sit god, Thomas Pringle, and the guy, of course, that told you to sit Amari Cooper when he went off for 40. That's so, him. who wants to start off first? Who wants to give us – I know we tried a little bit of a different route last week or a couple weeks ago with uh, our starts and sits. Thank God I am not doing any starts and sits this week. But in most of your leagues, this is the beginning of playoffs, so who – are our fantasy playoff starts this week. So Pringle, how do you want to do this? Do you want to, I know we have multiples at some position. Do you want to go back and forth or have me name all of mine and you name all of yours? How about you just name all of yours and then I'll name all of mine? Sounds good. So for quarterbacks this week, I picked out three guys that I really like their matchups and we're actually kind of lowly rated uh, amongst fantasy experts. My three guys are going to be Baker Mayfield, going up against Cincinnati this week. In the two games against Cincinnati last year, he combined for over 500 passing yards, seven touchdowns, and no interceptions. Baker's probably going to kill this matchup. Cincinnati, you know, they, they're they trying to tank for Joe. They're trying to get him, but they started Andy Dalton last week. They won a game on accident. I figured they're going to take their foot off the gas a little bit here. Baker should just run up the score on them. My other guy is going to be Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Indianapolis Colts quarterback against Tampa Bay. Tampa's great against the run. The Colts are probably going to have to rely on Brissett this week. And also, Tampa Bay gives up about three and a half points above expectation this year, two quarterbacks. That's the fifth most. The other guy is a guy I'm going to be starting in our league this week. It's Ryan Fitz Magic against the New York Jets. Going this dude has been, Fitzy. Okay. This, this dude has been on fire, and they quoted him in the media this week. He said, I'm more confident than I've ever been this year. That's just a recipe for this dude to throw like 600 yards and six touchdowns. 
start Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. Pringle starts fantasy or let's see fantasy playoff starts at quarterback. So I actually have Fitz and Baker as part of my start, so that makes them a superstar if we both have them. Let's like go. Jake said, this is a really we need like a sound for superstar or something like super that. Superstar. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So yeah, it's a it's a really good matchup for the Dolphins. Uh, Jets secondary is not very good. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's too juicy of a matchup to pass up on. I also have Baker. Uh, Baker gets the Bengals. Bengals secondary is awful. The Browns defense is you know it's a lot of possibility they're gonna start with Shortfield. I actually saw a good video. A uh, guy on YouTube should check out. His name is Brett Coleman. He actually does a lot of film analysis. He actually analyzed the uh, Browns' play calling the first few weeks of the season compared to the last three weeks. And it's actually gotten much better and much more favorable for Baker. Um, they're not doing as many you know long dropbacks or longer developing plays, doing a lot more quick and short passes, uh, which is where Baker's really good at. And uh, I, I'm looking I'm, – I'm really convinced that Baker's going to really turn a corner the rest of the season. He's going to play a lot better than he has been. The last start of the week is going to be Sam Darnold against the Dolphins. You know, equally bad defense. Uh, this is a, you know, good. It's just too good of a matchup to pass up on. So if you need a streamer quarterback, I mean, I think Darnold's perfect for you. Sam Darnold, your favorite quarterback ever. Oh God. Because <laughs> he went to USC. Oh, that's right. He good. went to USC and he's a good. He went to USC. He's automatically good. That makes him a good All right, player. Jake. Fantasy playoff starts at running back. Hopefully, hopefully you name a couple of mine because I'm kind of in a tizzy right now. Who I start at running back in a couple different leagues, but who who are, who should I start? So I tried to go a little deeper here at running back. Um, these well, first two are kind me. of these first two are kind of chalky, but my second one, but my last one is going to be kind of relevant uh, in many different ways. My first two guys are going to be Kareem Hunt against Cincinnati and Devonta Freeman against Carolina. Thank you, Daisy. Um, so Kareem Hunt has his largest share of carries last week, and he's also averaging six targets a game since returning from his suspension. Cincinnati gives up about three and a half points over expected to running backs. I think he's a really big part of that offense. He's going to be an RB two the rest of the way, simply because he is catching so many passes. Devonta Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons. They go up against Carolina this week. Carolina is atrocious against the run. You know, we talked about it earlier. They've, a lot, they've lost a lot of those linchpins in the front seven that they've had in the past. And Kyle Allen, Carolina, the quarterback, uh, since Cam Newton has been hurt, he's probably going to be turning over the ball a couple times, should give Freeman plenty of touchdown upside. Now my third guy that I wanted to talk about, Dalvin Cook did go down with an injury on Monday Night Football. They said it was a shoulder injury that day, and now on the injury report they're claiming it's chest-related. Those are a bunch of red flags for me. And if he doesn't play, I, I mean, he could be limited. So if he doesn't play, Alexander Madison is his backup, and he will step into a really large role. I think they've showed it before that Madison will get the majority of the workload if Cook is out or limited. And even if Cook is playing, man, Madison will definitely outperform where he's ranked right now, which is the 45th running back on the week. 45th. Wow, that's a big start. That's a really deep start. Pringle, what about you? So, my first running back I've listed is going to be Le'Veon Bell. Now, Le'Veon Bell, of course, is a guy that you should be starting regardless, but lately he hasn't been putting up the numbers that you would draft him for. So, he was uh, really highly drafted running back this year, 
and he's really been putting up some RB1 numbers around RB2 or flex numbers. It's really just a, it's a consequence of the Jets' offense and, and their offensive line, how bad it is. But the Dolphins offers a really good matchup for them. They have a really bad rush defense. It's one of the worst rush defenses in the league. And so I think this is a really positive. And Le'Veon Bell's a guy that always has positive game script. He's always going to be involved no matter if his team is up or down in the getting a lot of carries and getting a lot of receiving work. So I definitely think this is a week where, you know, if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, you can finally breathe a sigh of relief. He's, gonna, he's actually going to do something. He's actually going to return some, return something on your investment. Uh, next guy I have, actually in the same matchup, so I have four guys from the same matchup so far. Uh, a little bit of a um, little bit of a deep sleeper, I would say. It's uh, Patrick Laird, uh, running back for the Dolphins. Um, he's actually a more of a scat scat back receiving back. Uh, I know that they released Mark Walton, who was a starter, and I think now the only running back I think their starter now is Kalen Balage, but I mean he's Kalen Balage. He's not very good. Uh, this is a game that could definitely be you know get away. You know, could definitely be high scoring. Both defenses are so bad. And so I'm going to put money on the Dolphins needing to throw a lot, keep Balaj off the field, and giving a lot of work to Laird. He actually did have a touchdown last. He actually did have a touchdown last week. Um, numbers last week really weren't that good. It was 10 carries for five yards and a touchdown, but then he had six. They had six catches for another 40. So what you're you're playing him, you're looking to get that you know, that James White production where it's going to be a lot of receiving work and he he can reward you with like a receiving touchdown. Uh, next guy I have is Kenyon Drake. Um, Cardinals running back. This is a, uh, Steelers are not very good against uh, pass-catching backs. And Drake's a guy with so much big play ability and so much explosiveness that, I mean, he can, I mean, he can make your week on one play, really. Uh, next guy I have is going to be Sony Michelle against the Chiefs. Now, I think the Patriots' game plan for this Chiefs offense, you know, being so as explosive as it is, is going to be control the clock and keep Mahomes off the field. The way they're going to do that is to feed Michelle. And keep Michelle going. The Chiefs run. The Chiefs run defense isn't that good, and so I think this is Sony. Sony's a guy. He's very matchup dependent because he doesn't catch the ball a lot. But the Patriots or the Patriots get up and they want to stay up. They're gonna get. They're gonna give Michelle a lot of work. So I like him in running back this week. So I'm finding a common theme with your start so far, Pringle. You like Jets offensive players against the Dolphins. I really like any them. offensive players against Dolphins. Jets or not. Big fact. So I got a question for you with Kenyon Drake. I'm in another league where I'm in the playoffs. Um, you know, just Kenyon Drake. Which matchup do you like more? Kenyon Drake against the Steelers. Chris Carson. I'm sorry. Uh, Tevin Coleman against the Saints. Or James Conner against the Cardinals. I like a James Conner against the Cardinals more, I think. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with then. All right. So, Jake. Starts of the week at wide receiver. So to continue Pringle's trend here, one of my starts at receiver is going to be Robbie Anderson, New York Jets receiver against Miami. Um, their number one receiver about a couple weeks ago was Jamison Crowder. But actually over the last two weeks, Robbie Anderson has overtaken that role. He's topped over 20% of their targets each of the past two weeks. And Miami's really bad. So it's the perfect recipe for an explosion from Robbie Anderson. Uh, another one of my wide receiver starts is going to be Alshon Jeffrey, Philadelphia Eagle receiver against the New York Giants. Dude is an absolute target monster in this offense with a really good quarterback. Philly really needs a win to keep pace with the Cowboys, and the Giants gave up the fifth most points over expected to receiver. My final start at receiver this week is going to be Zach Pascal 
He's an Indianapolis Colts receiver against Tampa Bay. You heard me mention Brissett at the start in my quarterback starts against Tampa. Look, you're going to have to beat Tampa through the air because their run defense is so good and because they have middle schoolers at cornerback. Now, if T.Y. Hilton does remain out, which it sounds like he might even miss the rest of the year, but if he is out in this game, Pascal is uh, Jacoby Brissett's go-to guy, and he should feast in this matchup. Fair enough. Pringle, starts of the week at wide receiver. So my first start is going to be A.J. Brown, Titans wide receiver against the... Oh, good boy. Who are they playing? The Raiders. Raiders. Bad Oakland secondary. The Raiders. Raider Nation. Raider Dave. Knock on wood if you're with me, huh? Just win, baby. Light the torch. Just win, baby. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I like this matchup just because, I mean, he is – the Titans offense has played well. Has played well. I mean, it's been very run heavy. But the – Raider, with the Raiders' secondary being what it is, I think the chances that Brown at least pays you back with a touchdown, I think they're pretty good. So despite maybe maybe the game script not being there, I still like him this week. And you know, let me just say RIP to Corey Davis, a uh, guy that is supposed to be the number one receiver in Tennessee. They drafted him really high to be that, and so far it hasn't really happened. So RIP. Uh, next guy I have up is going to be Christian Kirk against the Steelers, that same matchup. And I like this because I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. The amount of targets that Kirk gets doesn't match up with the touchdowns he has. He has three touchdowns on the season. That's all come from one game. But he's consistently getting you know at least seven targets a game. So there's a pretty big discrepancy there. Uh, with that being said, I really like Kirk this week. I think that you know the chances that he has a multi-touchdown game or at least one are pretty good. And next guy, uh, last guy, is going to be Sterling Shepard against the... Uh, Eagles. So I just like that, you know, I'm doing this because, you know, Eli Mang is coming back. Sterling Shepard is maybe not the number one. He's the number one wide receiving option, definitely. So I feel like Eli's going to go back to him, uh, back to him, get himself reestablished, get comfortable. But on top of that, I also like Darius Slayton, who's more of like a deep threat receiver. So, you know, either one of those guys, plug him in, see what happens. All right. And in honor of our. Other co-hosts who cannot be here, Tyler, who, or I guess Jake, who are your starts of the week at Hogmolly for the week? So Arizona is absolutely horrendous against tight ends. Literally booty. every week, every week. Yeah, they are booty. Oh my God, Jake, Jake are you doing is. the Vance dance? <laughs> I am doing the Vance dance. <laughs> Give me Vance McDonald. Look, if a team is playing Arizona, you start their tight end. It, that's really as simple as it is. Fantasy football really can be easy sometimes. And the other one I'm going to go ahead and throw out there is Seattle's actually really bad at defending tight ends too. So I'm going to go ahead and start Tyler Higby, the Los Angeles Rams tight end. He's a boomer bust option since he's attached to golf. But if anyone is going to beat Seattle, it's going to be a tight end. So give me Higby. All right. And Pringle starts of the week at tight end. Let me just say first, dance, make him dance, dance, make him dance. And we just lost 10 of our 15 viewers. Yeah, yeah, young kids. See how uh, knowledgeable I am in the hip-hop? <laughs> Hello, fellow children. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so my tight end, my start, tight end start of the week is going to be Kyle Rudolph. Uh, you know, Rudolph's got a, has had a touchdown, I think, past three games, and I just don't, you know, I want to bet on that trend continuing. Um, 
who the Vikings playing? I just I just had it in front of me. I swear I'm prepared. I swear I know what I'm doing. Lions. Sure. Sure. Lions defense Lions defense is, you know, okay, but this is more about, you know, thinking that trends are gonna continue, that Rudolph's still gonna be involved in the game, especially if Dalvin Cook's gonna be out. I don't really know I mean, I I imagine that Madison's gonna get a lot of work, but still a lot of uncertainty of what their of you know, what their game plan's gonna be. Uh, next two guys, I have a two-for-one special for you. Going back to this Dolphins-Jets matchup. So, uh, Mike Gesicki, you know, Gesicki, his profile is, you know, big play tight end, you know, stretch the field, you know, receiving, big receiving threat. Uh, and, the, and the Jets tight end, Ryan Griffin, who has been targeted by Darnold quite often, quite often. He is, uh, I think he's got a touchdown, pat like three of the last four weeks, so that's pretty good, so... You know, with both defenses being so horrendous, you know, tight ends being what it is, you know, if you need if you need guys you can play and you want, you know, maybe they hit big, I don't think you can go wrong with either Griffin or Gusecki. All right. So you've heard your starts of the week. Now it's time for guys you should avoid, guys you should not play, especially when it comes time for the playoffs. So, Jake, who are sits of the week at quarterback? So as you're obviously going to be able to tell, I was really prepared for my starts. And then kind of threw my sits together really last minute. So I only have one of each. Uh, my quarterback sit this week is going to be Dak Prescott against the Bears. Bears have a really good defense, man. Um, I think they're going to try and play control with the ball. Dallas is probably going to try and stick with Zeke. Again, sim- similar to Philly, they need a win. They know what wins them games is that run game. Um, and I hate Thursday night games, man. It seems like every offense Same. just kind of sputters some on Thursday. So I'm going to go ahead and sit Dak this week. All right, Pringle, sit of the week at quarterback. So I also have Dax as one of my sets this week. You know, Shake said Bears defense is really good. They probably gonna play some ball control with their offense. They know what they need to do to win games. And you know, Thursday night games they're gross. So try to avoid those if you can. Uh, next two guys, another two for one special for you. you have Breeze and Garoppolo. So Garoppolo's had a problem with turning the ball over, as we've seen uh, in the 49ers. You know the way they're going to win, though. You know they're still they're still going to do play a 49ers game where they're going to try and kill clock, and get the run game going and just play. You know, especially playing ball control. So, and to me, this is a matchup with two solid defenses, and they kind of cancel each other. That with how good these offenses have been at times, it kind of cancels each other out for me. So I really don't expect much from either Breeze or Garoppolo. Well, that sucks because I have Garoppolo in the league that I'm. Looking to make a push for really deep in the playoffs. Um, so let's go with sits at the week at running back. Jake? I'm going to keep riding this train because either one of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to be right every single week or I'm going to reverse jinx myself and he'll blow up and I'll win my leagues. Jake, um, Amari Cooper doesn't play running back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to have to cut this out, this really long pause that's coming because I have to do a lot of research now. But Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and hear that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with Aaron Jones as my running back sit. Look, he's a great player. He's phenomenal. It's just in that offense, I don't know what it is about Green Bay, but when you cross that Wisconsin state line, it's like head coaches lose half their brain cells because these starting running backs for the Packers, these really good ones like Aaron Jones, keep splitting time with lesser running backs. They have a guy who was a wide receiver playing running back in Green Bay, Jabal Williams, who is splitting carries and catches with Aaron Jones. And it boggles my mind. Look, you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They're going to be passing the ball a lot. There's not enough work, especially if you're splitting it almost 50-50. 
look, Aaron Jones is going to be my sit this week at running back. Pringle, what about you? So I swear to not copy Jake. I swear to not copy Jake. But yeah, yeah. I also have Aaron Jones. It's the exact reason he said that Jamal, we've seen a much more even split with Jamal Williams. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with with pass blocking. I've mentioned this before that what keeps running backs off the field a lot of the times is pass blocking. Aaron Jones isn't really that great of a pass protector, and Jamal Williams just has better hands than Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones catches the ball, but Jamal Williams doesn't work consistently. And, you know, I, I think that the chances that Jamal Williams keeps Aaron Jones off the field are now much, are now much, much higher. Uh, next guy I have is going to be Marlon Mack against the, the Bucks. Now, the Colts do run the ball uh, a higher percentage of time than most teams in the NFL. But Mack's coming off a broken hand. I'm not quite sure if he's going to play. The, the reports I saw today indicate that he's – it's – he's – it seems likely he's going to play, but not really sure. I have to watch how he practices this week. I just wouldn't even risk it. Just just anticipate not having Mack in your lineup. And if he does start, then just don't expect much because the Buccaneers' run defense is really good. Uh, next, I have Chiefs running back. I don't care who it is. Could be Damon Williams. Could be Darwin Darwin Thompson. Could be Darrell Williams. Could be LaShawn McCoy. Um, this is not a very good matchup with the Patriots coming up. Uh, I feel like the Chiefs are going to have to throw the ball often. And... You know the chief, the Chiefs running backs is just so, it's just so unpredictable, and they really haven't been that good even when they're on. Uh, I really hate to say it because I I spent such a high draft pick on Damian Williams, but I think that's what's uh, kept me out of the winners bracket the playoffs this year. So yeah, just avoid just avoid running backs in Kansas City. There you go. You really did spend a high pick on Damian Williams. Wasn't it like your second or third round pick? It was my after was our like, keepers. It was our first pick. It was, it was the third round. Yeah, that was my third round right. pick. But thing is, like, you know, he was the best guy to take, and you know, the height, like, there was so much hype around him. There was so much hype around him, and you know, if he was the expect the expectation was that he was going to play as well as he did in that stretch of games where he was a starter, and that's what and that's what you're getting him for, like that ceiling, that like he could be that good again. And it just didn't happen. I'm really, I'm really disappointed. But I don't think there's I don't think there's a better guy I could have taken at that point at running back at least. Fair enough. All right, Jake. This is sits of the week at wide receiver, so be careful who you say here. I know you <laughs> want to say him, but sits of the week at tight end. I'm sorry, sits of the week at wide receiver. Who you got? So they're still ranking uh, experts are still ranking DJ Chark as a top twelve receiver, and I understand he's really talented. Uh, he does have a chemistry with Gardner Minshew. We saw that, but there he's been overtaken in the targets by D.D. Westbrook. Chris Conley is getting close. He's getting the ball a lot. Leonard Fournette, which is really surprising. You know, Les Miles couldn't figure out how to pass to running backs, but uh, Jacksonville is sure doing it, and he's pretty darn successful in doing it. So I think that just passing offense, there's way too many options to feed there because they're all talented, you know. Um, so he's going to be my sit this week against the Chargers. All right, Pringle, sits of the week at wide receiver. Just to touch on Leonard for a minute, it's just crazy, you know, how he's being used. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, when he, when he came out and came into the draft as a guy, oh, he's just a, you know, running back, can't catch the ball, didn't catch much in college. I mean, this dude has 900 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and then 65 catches for 444 yards. That's impeccable. I mean, completely turning a narrative around. But my two guys sitting this week at wide receiver, it's going to be John Brown. Uh, 
Bills are playing the Ravens. Uh, imagine that Browns me. I imagine that Marcus Peters is probably going to be on Brown. I would. That's that's what that's my assumption. Uh, John Brown's a guy that you know he beat. If he if he gets past you, it be, if he beats you deep, then he's going to do well. And I just don't expect that happening with the way the Ravens defense has been playing. And then next up, you know, I got it right last week. I'm going this well again. It's going to be Amari Cooper. It's the Bears. Stop it. You know, we've said this before that Amari Cooper at times just disappears in bigger matchups, and I think this is going to happen again against a Bears team that's pretty good. At least the pass rush is good. So, yeah, just uh, maybe temper expectations with Amari or just sit him entirely. Yeah. I, well, well, we had 15 listeners, and then your other joke, the Vans and Maker Dance, lost 10. You just lost the other five. So good job, Pringle. We can go ahead and stop right here. I did. You know, out of the two of us that have said to sit Amari Cooper, I was the one that got it right. So, I mean, you are the sit god. So that makes I sense. I am the sit god. Sit god has spoken. <laughs> sit god. Well, I hope you're wrong. So, uh, Jake, last round. Sits of the week at tight end. This one's this one hurts because I have him in a bunch of leagues, but I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews, the Baltimore Ravens tight end. Don't this say week. that. I have him in our league. <laughs> They're going he's, up against. He's Buffalo, literally my man. super flex. They're going up against Buffalo, and that's a tough matchup for tight ends. Um, they very rarely give up big games to really any position. Buffalo's defense is doing so well right now. That's a team that really surprised me a lot. You know, we knew a lot about Josh Allen. He's gonna be really boomer bust. He's really just keeping that offense alive with his arm and his legs. I know he's doing he's doing a great job getting all those tackles down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> That's anyway. about as great as a running joke than Amari Cooper. I love that. <laughs> right, the the second best Josh Allen in the NFL is doing pretty good for Buffalo right now, and the defense is playing out of this world. So uh, I'm going to stay away from Mark Andrews this week. How good would that defense be? If the Bills drafted two Josh Allens back to back, that'd have been really good. I mean, they would have gotten the number one Josh Allen in the NFL, and they would have gotten the second best Josh Allen. Y'all stop. Josh Allen's a good quarterback. <laughs> I didn't say he was a bad quarterback. I'm he saying he's the second best. <laughs> right, exactly. He's the the second best Josh Allen is the quarterback. Josh Allen, the quarterback, is a good quarterback. The one that plays in Buffalo. It's okay, and that that's a totally different argument. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Uh, okay, going on to my tight ends, I but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the other Josh Allen, you know, the better Josh Allen in Jacksonville is maybe just as good as quarterback. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, my <laughs> sit at tight end this week is going to be Jared Cook, and this kind of goes back to my quarterback sit of the week is that I I expect Breeze to not really do that well. Um, so yeah, I mean, quarterback's not going to do well. The tight end's probably going to do well either. So give me Cook as a sit. All right. And there you have it. Your starts and sits of the first week of fantasy playoffs. Some of you, uh, is it the second week of fantasy playoffs for some people? Or is it the first week? It should just be the first. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just the first. Anyway, so the first week of fantasy playoffs, your starts and sits. Wish you all good luck, except if you sit Amari Cooper and he goes off again. I cannot wait to just retract the title of sit God away from Pringle. I cannot wait. My cold, dead hands. (laughs) I'll do it. With the other bodies in your basement from Mr. Pringle's neighborhood. We don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, go back and listen to episode 29. Hey, this is episode 30 for us. How awesome is that? 
That I is, just realized that. That's great. 30 episodes and 10 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like 12, maybe. 12. I mean, you're the one that got rid of our last 15, so. That is true. Yeah. This is all your fault. Are the other three from the 12 that we just mentioned the other bodies or? Uh, no, I don't, I don't let them listen to anything. When they're down there, you know, I dictate what they can listen to. Well, you heard it here first. Pringle is a psychopath. Confirmed. Anyway, we hope you guys have a great week. And remember to follow us on Twitter at 1201sports. Please send us in your fantasy questions. Uh, so the same people, J.R. Briere and at, at Tingu Pringleman, you know, they don't, you know, just keep sending us questions, even though we love them. We love them. We'd love to hear more from uh, Alex Roberts. We'd love for you to send another question. Kyle Prest, I know you're listening. Please send another question in. Uh, we want to try and get Kyle Prest on the show. He's been a day one listener as well. He's a cool guy. Um, but also want to say that I really do like the sound quality since we've kind of upgraded everything. Uh, we hope you guys are all enjoying it as well. Please leave us some reviews. I will take any feedback that you guys have. And other than that, good luck in your fantasy leagues. And I guess we'll see you all on Monday. And always remember, 12-1 sports, even when we're wrong, we're always right. Peace. Peace.